0: that 80 show and uh, it is that 80 show what are we going to call it interview april inter april inter I won't carry on with that that 80 show we have left you with a whole bunch of treats while everyone goes off on their various holidays long weekends and all the nice things we like to do in april and in this episode of that 80 show meets if you were into house music dance music cl- the club scene in the 80s You definitely had a song from Kim Mazel on your mixtape. You're definitely in your bedroom putting together a mixtape featuring Kim Mazel. She is an absolute pioneer in the space. And Barrett, a.k.a. the Artist Whisperer, spent some time with her to find out about her early career, her billboards in Ibiza, and what she's getting up to today. Funny thing is... Kim Mazal and Barrett on our WhatsApp friends. Who's the coolest person on your WhatsApp? (laughs) I bet you it is not an icon of 80s and 90s dance music. If you like this interview, you can find loads of others with loads of 1980s stars. Just look for That 80s Show essay anywhere. Just Google That 80s Show essay. You'll find us in some format, whichever format you prefer, and you'll find an interview with an eighty star of your liking, maybe you had their poster, you definitely had their albums, you definitely know their songs. We found them just for you and sat down and had a chat. Enjoy this one, this is That 80 Show Meets, the amazing Kim Mizell.
1: And you are listening to that 80 show. And on today, we have got the brilliant artist, Miss Kimazelle the forerunner in house and dance music from the 80s and 90s, transitor in that genre. Miss Kimizel, how are you today?
2: Hi, uh, Barrett. I am fantastic. Great to be connecting back with uh South Africa and music and you know everything after the last two and a half. Half years, really. It's good to be back in the hot. High- life again as yeah. steve winwood
1: said <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how did you keep yourself occupied during lockdown
2: during lockdown at first since i was getting prepared for a string of concerts it didn't really hit me that we were locked down so i just carried on you know things weren't all the way closed yet so i'd go to the park i'd go to the shops i'd go to the park i'd go to the shops then after a while it just kept repeating i was like oh this is lockdown because they kept saying oh it's gonna lift it's not it's gonna we back to work and then that never did happen and then when reality set in that okay there's no cars on the road there's like nothing going on everything's dead the gym is closed um i started getting a little bit stir crazy yeah. and and then i start to get conscious about well, oh, what if i eat too much or what if i you know watch too much netflix or you know so ladies of house uh, kind of got together with uh, another young lady that does a lot of booking for house artists and she did a festival online and we all did our little uh, song and dance in, in our living rooms or in our closet of Janice uh, Janice Robinson could not sing in her living room because her neighbors for the first time had been home and could hear her singing loud and would tap on the door. So she did her performance from her closet <laughs> with clothing behind her. it. was brilliant. So I was like, oh my God. So, you know, the lockdown thing. And then I developed something I called a demo series. So I started to find all these demos of mine that the record company had never Released So I started Getting dressed up In fancy dress In my living room Put some of the Songs on Did some lip sync Some twirling Some singing And I started Putting them on Social media And uh, you know That kind of Got me through Phase one And a half Of the lockdown
1: (laughs) So you kept Yourself busy
2: Yeah I did Positively (laughs) In a positive way Yeah
1: yeah. Absolutely So Veneti's show Is a show That features artists From the 80s And 90s And are still Currently doing their thing in 2022 or in the 2020s. Now, I want to take us all the way back to the beginning. How did you get started in the music industry? Tell us the beginnings.
2: Well, I'm originally from Gary, Indiana, home yeah. of the Jackson 5, yes. home of Denise Williams, home of Big Daddy Kenzie, The Blues Report. All of this live music came from the city I'm I'm from, similar to Detroit, where Detroit was Motor City. Gary, Indiana was Steel Town because we had the steel mills there. So i grew grew up really close to the record label of the jacksons like two doors down so i heard music all the time as a young person very much influenced with um the gospel music from the churches just from it was just in our lives you know And the black community music was everywhere you didn't even if you didn't want to hear it someone on the road was playing it really loud or was coming from the windows of a car just driving down the street and you go oh what's that and run and turn your radio on to try to catch what that song was so you know always influenced by music music. I got something in my spirit that I wanted to be a performer, and that I'd have to come to Europe to start. Now, that was just a dream as a kid, but it would unfold. You know, Eventually, I went to a music college in Chicago and uh, started studying uh, entertainment management, how, how the whole machine of music worked, really. And I started singing at the beginning of House. It wasn't even called House yet. We would just go out in the evenings and hear these weird beats. And some kind of way, I I hooked up with uh, some of the people working in this what would become very big huge music but like uh, me and Marshall, Jefferson, Little Lewis, uh, Byron Stingley uh, um, uh, Sterling Void, Robert Owens, quite a lot of us would go in on the west side to this apartment and just start making beats and you know now this is 82, 83 something okay. like that 84. Yep. and it was no way near you know whatever but some of the guys started started uh going to London about 85, I think it was, from Tracks Records, which was through Larry Sherman. And I was still in university and doing an intern at DJ International Records. So I was around these guys, and one day I saw um oh fast back backtrack. One of my projects for school was to make a record at university. So I ended up recording this uh record or label, creating a label and and et cetera. And Marcy Jefferson produced the record and the record went out on white labels as you know, like what white labels were. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what white labels would be like We're In 2022, all this modern technology It was like an acetate or something Of a test pressing Of yep. a wax vinyl For the audience who are younger And don't know what a um, white label was And DJs would be privileged To get a white label of a record It wouldn't even have the name of it on there Just maybe a number yep. 11XXOP3 You know, they're like, oh yeah And they put it on the dance floor It goes crazy So I had this white label Of this song that I had done Some people got a hold of it um, In English England and uh, you know made a call Asked me to come to London And I, I flew over with Marshall and uh, Frankie Knuckles yeah. And um, Orange Juice Jones and I, I Sang the song I think it was uh, Taste My Love I'm a Lover and uh, I Was offered a record uh, deal from EMI at, Then and that was 1987-88 uh, and,
1: yeah. and how did things progress From there?
2: Um, from there Things uh, were like a whirlwind Like uh riding a wild horse. Yes. Everything just went. Woo! Yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, You know EMI asked me to go And write some songs So Marshall and myself And C.C. Rogers Went in We wrote a couple of songs Demoed them Well they asked me To write some songs And I asked Marshall Because they were with me Basically That's what that was And those two songs Impressed them so much They offered me a, A record deal Because house music Was still underground So from that record deal I became the first House recording artist To receive a major Label deal in the world So I, that hence the first lady of house music It was literally like a historical Event which I didn't know About any of that they yeah. all knew Because you know record companies they've got their Administration and their little plans going on That yeah. you have no idea what they've got In store for you right yeah. so we started Writing and going to you know back to Chicago back to London to New York You know every week Just trying to put songs together demo songs Sending them back and forth to London Oh my god it was just it it was amazing, and it was a mess because it, they because I was the first one. They had so many ideas, and they wanted to try them all out on me. Oh, so okay. and you know, so for me that was a lot of pressure to live up to. I had just graduated from university. It, it was like your first job out of university is this huge major deal, and um, you know, it, it, it. But it was amazing, the most amazing um, journey. I ended up doing a great song with uh, Dr. Robert from the Blow Monkey. Yeah Which you may know The song called Wait Yes Which was kind of like One of the first Pop versions of House It was when House Crossed over Into Pop Charts So I was like At the precipice Of, of all of this and, and really Kind of for London The UK The instrument used For all of that Although I was not aware Of all of these things It, it was just like I'm like Run around Go over there Go over there yeah. And people wanted To work with me You know I work with Lots of different artists Like I said From the Blow Monkeys And yep. Boy George And Mick Jagger and Jazzy B and Soul to Soul and Shaka Khan and and you know you 2 and this person and that person and um it, it was amazing and it's part of my my life history no one yeah. and no one could ever take that you know away from me and it's been a great achievement yeah
1: you've mentioned all these brilliant artists that you've collaborated with as an art brilliant artist yourself tell me what was it like to be all of a sudden working with Shaka Khan U2 Soul to Soul uh, d- uh Dr. Robert Even though it was a whirlwind Did you absorb All of that in And go Wow This is happening Or was it too much To process at that time
2: You know what Barry It was really too much To process at that time Yeah It it was It was so much I I, You know Some of the things During lockdown I only started to reflect And process Yeah Because it just It just happened so fast And it was so much I mean I must say That working With Chaka Was like Really amazing Because we became roommates, so that was like amazing too. But it was like surreal, you know. You know, waking up in the morning, shocking. You want some eggs for breakfast? You know, (laughs) (laughs) all girls just yeah, that'll be (laughs) fine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's so funny uh, Was it scrambled Or fried eggs?
2: <laughs> yeah this was, it was like, Oh I want to post egg today Oh just do some You know It was it, it, You know So a lot of these things Were Mick Jagger was so surreal That I And then he was such A, a lovely guy I think he fancied me A bit too And, and that's fine I, I He had good taste <laughs> But <laughs> <Absolutely>. you know <laughs> But I was so uh, So new to the industry A lot of times He was available For me to just call him And say Wow Mick. This is happening What do I do Blah 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 And he would say Oh make sure you get a contract Or make sure This is not in the contract If you see this word In the contract Don't sign it Don't go Oh make sure you go to That uh, recording session If they set it up Always go Because it was one time um, I didn't want to go To this studio session I didn't really know Who the people were And I was in a lot of situations Like that And and the record company Weren't coming with me me and I just and I just didn't feel comfortable being alone and trying to and 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 I remember he called me for something he was like oh do you want to go to dinner or something I was like yes let's go to dinner because I'm supposed to go to this session and I don't want to go and then as he said no you you got to go if they've set it up I was like no I want to go to dinner with you And uh, you know a, a lot of good advice And what was really Also brilliant About Mick Jagger he was very He, he was tight with money But he was generous <laughs> With like advice like or, or like giving you Your credit Like I yeah. did A bit of a project With him on the Wonder Spirit album And he gave me Like my written credit Like my name is on there yes. Dedication I like to thank Kim Lizelle For you know Blah 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 Which is a big honor You know yeah, To absolutely. get your name on. In the credits of, of a big artist Like Mick Jagger And they spelled my name right and everything.
1: But but that's exactly, it should be like that. If you're collaborating and contributing, you should be recognized and seen and be credited for that. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure it happens yeah. a lot of time that, uh, you know, people are forgotten where they should have been recognized.
2: Absolutely. A lot of times people are forgotten. I, I have been like not credited for, you know, some work that, that I have done. Like I, I'll look later on. Cause you're moving so fast. Yeah. You don't, know, during that time, I didn't have time to approve every little thing that was written before yeah. it went out or dah, 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 da. And like some years later, you might see something like, Oh, where's my name? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you just go like, Oh, that, those, sneaky little people or whatever so you know that that, that happens to everyone um, yep. in this industry by accident or on purpose
1: yep. and I suppose it's each artist's lesson to learn to stand in their power and say hey here's my name here I am I should be recognized and credited
2: yeah you know I'm still fighting over a song that I um, co-wrote with with a person that I know very well who really doesn't want to give me any credit for for the song or any lyrics and I'm really It really kind of Like hurt my heart Because sometimes uh, Sometimes a singer Or artist will get behind the mic And just ad-lib Yes But ad-libbing Is creating a new part To a song And writing And it's recording on the record it's like that's more than an ad lib that is part of the song yeah you know and to you know like dismiss you or not give you your your royalties and your writing credit for something like that I find you know really hard you know because sometimes people will go in the studio and ask you what story is going on in your life yeah in this particular instance that's what happened oh I like to work with artists and ask them what's happening in their life so I can figure out what to write well if I'm telling you what's happened in my life and my story Actually, you're just Taking dictation
0: yeah.
1: Wow You know,
2: if you really Think about it
1: Yeah I, I suppose also There's a lot of Egos in the music industry You know, it's like If, if they Crediting, you know All these other people Means, oh wow They didn't write The uh, song singulari- singularly And that means Oh, are they as good As artists that they Actually are perceived To be? Maybe not
2: <laughs> Yeah Yeah, you're right About that, Barrett I mean, there is There are a lot of Egos I mean, the melt has- <laughs> Doctorate level Some of the women Are worse than the men now,
1: With social media And the media They play on it And they also Help perpetuate And create those Stories and whatever is playing out there I think more these days Than back in the, You know The 80s and 90s
2: Yeah definitely Definitely more um, You know From mid 2000s From like 05 07 Is when You know Social media Definitely 2010 yeah. It's all started Kicking off Stories Inventions, egos, and, and uh, influencers, and yep. all these different kind of tags for jobs. It's like, what is an influencer, <laughs> and why do I need you? I'm already influenced uh, decades and generations of exactly. artists. Matter of fact, I probably influenced you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I love that, that's so cool So now tell us um, your journey through the 90s and up to current time The
2: 90s and now, the 2000s Well, you know, the 90s, I I did lots and lots of television as well I did television and film uh, Loads and loads of, of, I guess what they would call reality shows now uh, In the UK Things like, um, uh, what was that show called? The Weakest Link Which was like a game show Yeah I did like shows like that. I was on those shows kind of constantly panel shows sitting on, you know, the panel so, certain topics, breakfast, TV, playing Wembley. Uh, big arenas, theaters, clubs Ibiza opened up And Ibiza in Spain was like The mecca island for dance music yep. I mean, I'd get off a plane And there'd be a billboard Like 200 feet high And like I, as wide as like the lane With like my picture, my name And a hearing at So those were things that were kind of like Super mind-blowing to yep. see yourself On like huge billboards <laughs> You know, you're like, wow Yeah. You know, because coming from a America if you're on a billboard then you know wow you've done the thing so your name is in lights you're on yeah. billboards and and then the venues the clubs in in uh, Ibiza during the 90s were just like so over the top. Yeah. Amazing. You had something called Manumission, Mission and Manumission Mission was a very big night uh, in, in Ibiza with uh, live stage shows that were like you would see in Vegas or like you would see Madonna do, yeah. you know, big reductions, things like this, costumes, hair, glitter. I mean, it was really over the top. And sometimes you would get bookings in Ibiza for a show and you go and they say 10 o'clock, you're like 10 o'clock, people still at, at dinner. They're like, no, 10 in the morning because <laughs> it's, it's the after party yeah, yeah, yeah. and you go there people been up all night and you're like oh my god <laughs> so it, it, you know it, it yeah. was just so much and it just uh, the, and then you go sailing and great food and then yeah. you do house music and you have like David Morales DJing there you have like Carl Cox you have um, defected records you have um, what was the other thing it was like one of the big gay parties on the island back then. It came from Barcelona. Oh, matinee. Matinee party was like off the hook. It was like the stage show. I used to have to tell them no fire on the stage when I'm on the stage because I was like, my hair is going to get on fire. I'll be like Michael <laughs> Jackson in the Pepsi commercial. They, have, you know, <laughs> they would have fire shooting now, dancers yeah. coming from the ceiling. It was amazing. But well, if you were on stage, you could feel you like, oh, oh.
1: And you know As a representative From the LGBT community They go OTT All the time Whenever they can So I know that
2: Oh my gosh Child The children I was like Oh the children Are having it tonight baby And and my My famous song For them That they love by me Was Searching for the Golden Eye King Sing Searching for the Golden Eye The Golden Eye I was like Oh my god So you know So I mean Yeah the 90s In the beats of Spain And all over Spain Was just like incredible, amazing And then I start to work on this sort of like It was like a cultural project I was working with a flamenco dancer Called Joaquin Cortez okay. Which was quite amazing And way out of my comfort zone Way out of my league But I don't know They just wanted a soul singer soul sister You know that was grand You know that could be quite grand And on the stage Because flamenco is a grand thing You know yeah. Yeah. You know the guys are very And the women are busty and yep. da, 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 da So I fit right in, except no one could speak English. So it didn't matter. So we just drank whiskey con yellow, eee, whiskey con yellow. I was like, see, <laughs> <Yeah. And>, uh, <laughs> they play the music and I figure it out with my ear and just, and that carried on. But it was an amazing, yeah, the nineties, the naughties, as we call it, yeah. was uh, very naughty. Uh <laughs> to say the to say the least and then you know i had my experience of early 2000s when when i finally finally got to come to south africa to johannesburg to joe Berg, yes to perform and um that was like an extremely amazing uh, time i stayed for three weeks um i wish i could have stayed longer i was trying to move over there but i couldn't you know move fast enough but i did like i think i did a women's day program i did yep. loads and loads of television there i played the stadium uh there, Joe Burke stadium and they had this music this Kwaito music that I yes. still love so any of you Kwaito musicians out there send Miss Kim and some tracks and get them to me because I'd love to sing on some of those songs but Ooh, okay. it was just one of the most incredibly eye opening um, trips and I was like and I was such a huge artist there and my songs and I never knew it my record companies or agents never I was like I could have been here from the 90s man yeah. I was Ooh. like I could have been there from the 90s doing Music live but um, but I'm still very grateful So any of you promoters out there Want to come and book I want to come back to South Africa so you know do some House music but it was just really um, Really good I got to Meet um, uh, Hugh Masakela because My godfather knew him okay. so I went to His studio yeah his daughter I met yeah. her too And um, his son and they were it was You know yeah it was good It was a good trip don't ask me where I stayed. I don't know (laughs) And I went to like All these big television studios And I went to uh, um, Fat Joe Had a TV show I went Did the Fat Joe TV show So yeah
1: It was really great So were you just Yeah for three weeks And did you only stay In Johannesburg Or did you go around The whole of South Africa I
2: actually um, My birthday happened there So I went on a safari Yeah okay And I stayed for one week there Um, I think it was the People of the hippo Or something like that I can't, can't totally remember The name of it but it was yeah. so amazing yeah they came out with the cakes and everything and happy birthday to me and, and i just really chilled i think it was my second safari because i have been i've been on three in my life which i another whirlwind thing that you don't think about it's like yeah. i've been on safaris darling <laughs> <laughs> I stayed on the wild with animals, darling, <laughs> and 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 the elephants like were like I don't know. I guess I, I've got a peaceful spirit, so they kept like coming toward me. But I, you know they're so big, I was yeah. like, what if they want to strangle me? But they were like, no, no, no. They just want you. They something about you they they like. And I was like, oh, okay, well, okay, jumbo elephant, jumbo <laughs> elephant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what they say When animals are drawn to people It's a good sign Because they pick up People's energies And auras and chakras And all those kind of things So that's an amazing sign
2: In Australia It was the koalas Oh and wow And the people were like You know Because I went to the Koala little farm out there. I was promoting Romeo and Juliet movie yeah. with With uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Because okay. he went Six times platinum Blah 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 Huge okay. record Yeah And I went out to promote it With Baz Luhrmann The film's director Yes Etc. Claire Danes, one of the actresses as well. And, you know, you get to do these different trips sometimes if you've got spare days. And they took me out in the back, outback. They called the outback. Yeah. That's what they call it there. And I went to the outback and then I saw some kangaroos and I saw some weird looking things because they have almost prehistoric looking animals still in Australia. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is that? It was like, <laughs> that amazing. Like, what but then, um, you know, that they brought a little koala. So you want to see the koalas? And I was like, yeah. And you know, this and it was so cute. I was like, oh, can can I? Almost before I said, can I hold the koala? The koalas started coming toward me like I was its mommy, and they, they just start looking like, wow, that's interesting. And I was just holding the little koala, and it's just looking up at me, and I'm like, hi, little koala, and blah blah blah. And it's like, hi, mommy. <laughs>
1: that's so cool and
2: i'm just holding it and holding it it was just it was a moment and then you know after a little i had enough and i thought i just gave it back and they said that is that does not happen koala's number one they get nervous and they pee on you oh okay i didn't know that because it didn't pee on me (laughs) so they were like yeah yeah i was like like, if you would have told me that before i would have never held that koala Um, but, he, but he did He said He must be really Calm with you You must be really A calm person and I was yep. like I'm pretty You know You know Even keel But the yep. koala in, in, in Australia The elephant In South Africa I was like Okay well I'm something there
1: D- Diving back to that Romeo and Juliet How did that whole Collaboration come about?
2: Uh, my really good friend Nellie Hooper Yes Because Nellie Hooper Had produced um, Soul to Soul Yes And he produced me for when I wrote With Soul to Soul Missing You And all of that Nelly Hooper was In his moment He was like uh, uh, Mark Ronson Is the Nelly Hooper Of now yeah. Nelly Hooper Produced everybody From U2 Madonna Bjork Gwen Stefani He was just the man So he was doing films I guess And um, and he said Kim I got this song Come by my house I want you to Like listen to it And it was kind of broken It wasn't filled up But it was still At a house beat yeah. It was still fast So probably L.A. or whoever Basil Wanted a dance singer or whatever. So, anyway, I came in and he put, da, 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 you know, and he's playing. And he said, um, Here's the, li- do you know this song? I said, I know this song from the 70s, you know, because it's an old Candy Statin song. Yeah. So I said, I know this record. So I just kind of, and, and I knew all the words because I had already really known the song. It was just a matter of fitting into the beats and, you know, working around it. So, what we were doing was fill, doing a demo to send to California or somewhere in the world, I don't know, yeah. to see if they liked, you know, my version of my voice would be all right for because this is a big hollywood movie 20th century fox but i didn't know all of that either i think they like to keep me in the dark because <laughs> <laughs> maybe i might get too excited or something but anyway we i he set up the little microphone in his bathroom in his um house he had a lovely mansion in london in bell park <laughs> and he set up the like the mic in there and i you know go in the bathroom and i'm singing that you know uh what's this James one and only life and, and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay, that's it. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> so, okay. We, we went on listening to no, more music and just, it was an afternoon, sunny day. We had some food and laughed and stuff, some drinks and whatever. So, after that, you know, he called me a taxi. I went back home in London and a couple, I ended up going back to Spain to do a show. Uh, and I was sitting by the poolside, as you do, darling, in Spain. <laughs> okay, and, okay. <laughs> and I get a call on my mobile phone because, yes, I do have a mobile phone in the 90s darling I do <laughs> and uh it's about that big but uh
1: <laughs> you can use it as a weapon you can use it as a weapon <laughs> yeah
2: yes darling but you know <laughs> but okay the, the phone rings and blah blah blah, and I hear on the other side of the phone is Nellie going it's your birthday it's your birthday oh, because it's your birthday I said, what you talking about, Nelly? He said, Kim, you got the part, they want to use your voice on the song in the movie. And at that point, I got off my lounger and jumped into the pool and dived in and swam to the other end and went, oh my God! (laughs) Oh my God. And and then, you know, the little process happened. You know, some people said, oh, we wanted to come to LA and sing it over, you know, in a big studio because that was just the demo and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we go through the process of going blah, blah, blah. And what it turned out to be is That Baz Lerman, he really liked the demo vocals because it had more whatever to it. And they ended up using the one that I sang in the toilet instead of the one that in the big $50,000 studio. It was like, no. because you know Sometimes you get more Of a presence yeah. On the microphone Or more of the energy Because we were At that time We were just like Hanging at his house Having yeah. some drinks Talking Relax Let me go Make a makeshift mi- The microphone was amazing It was like a $5,000 microphone yeah. In his $2,000,000 mansion In the bathroom yeah. So that w- It wasn't shabby either yeah. But you know Sometimes people want you To go in the big uh, Opulent 24 uh, track recording studio In LA And I said I'll go to LA I don't mind Yeah And But even for me you know it was so stiff the way they wanted to do the vocal once we got to LA they wanted to do like 10 o'clock in the morning and and you know it was just nothing it wasn't free
1: yeah so sometimes can
2: your heart free not be free
1: <laughs> exactly and sometimes when you do those things organic and naturally it just gets that, that spark that beautiful energy whereas where it's in these big big studios where everyone's watching and looking at the time and looking for that tone and note it can just make it flat and lose its spark and energy that is so natural when you're in the toilet with the microphone
2: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and yeah. And I, and I think that's what happened Because you know like you said they're looking at you Okay bring it it's like yeah. it's 10 o'clock in the morning I haven't even had coffee you haven't <laughs> even asked me How was my day I don't even know if you like me yeah. You know you're sitting behind it's, it was so cold in dark yeah. that even though the Studio was beautiful the drive yeah. There looking at the palm trees was yeah. all gorgeous But the room was really cold Like a like um operating Theater yeah really So and so he- they ended up using the, the demo and you know 60 40 million Albums later it still sounds Great absolutely
1: of course Of the, all the people and artists that you've collaborated with over the years, are you still in contact with any of them at this time?
2: Uh, I still, am, you know, contact Jazzy, Nelly, yep. Chaka. Yep. Um, I haven't spoken to Mick in about four years. I, you know, I kind of, he actually followed me on my Twitter page because I had wrote something under a, uh, 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 his page I think it was his birthday Or something And I wrote something Because I just figured It wasn't his page Anyway And then After that I also figured If it is his page He's not going to see this Anyway <laughs> Out of all these Thousands of people yeah. Saying happy birthday Or whatever But then I got a private Message from him And then he followed me On, um, on Twitter And I was like Okay I guess that's him So that was <laughs> fine But that was about All the contact Nothing else Anything big I was still in contact With Naomi Campbell For a while I went to one of her Really big birthday parties and everybody in show business Was at that party I was so starstruck That I mean everywhere I looked Was some was some huge star You know <laughs> there's Grace Jones There's Dr. Dre There's Mary J. Blige There's J-Lo There is Mark Anthony There is um, the Black Eyed Peas There's you know um, Galeano There yeah. is like every I mean like everybody Andre Leon Talley Everybody yeah. I mean everybody And And then here I am <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> naomi but she's a good girl i you know i i, I met her she oh, she's about 18 years old i knew her mom first so okay. um so i mean for her to make sure she sent, she she found out where i lived uh, you know this was like a couple of years ago she sent me a, a beautiful invitation handwritten written da 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 wow. I, I mean i was it was beautiful Yeah I, mean, I that's amazing.
1: Like, oh. Because I mean You hear all these stories That she's supposed to be This big diva You know This person But I mean it's, She sounds like You know it's, She's down to earth Like us We are all down to earth
2: We're, We are all down to earth Sometimes we have Big positions in life yeah. That call for protection Yeah Because you have to protect Your energy and yourself And when you've got I mean I see the way This woman walks I did a party for her In Miami one time And the world's press Literally turned up it was an art basil i mean like 40 50 main tv cameras and shows from all around the world you have to protect your energy with all of that because all of that is making money off anything like you said they could take out of content or like a lot of people so i was like looking at that going like i would not want that
1: responsibility Yeah, it's hectic. It's very intrusive. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't.
2: I, I, you know, it's very intrusive, and you know, sometimes you just—it's hard to not cross the line and sometimes be yourself to protect yourself when you're like constantly like bombarded. So I was like, okay, I get why she throws phones at people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You know, the thing is that everyone has a bad mood. Everyone has a bad mood or a bad day. And it, all of a sudden, a camera's there and picks it up. Now you're the most, you know, diva or the most uh, horrible person in the world from that little minute that they picked up. And it was just you being normal, having a bad mood. And unfortunately, someone or 500 someones were viewing that.
2: Yeah, it's really, it's really. And now it's even more volatile with everybody's feelings hurt about you, anything you say. About can- and cancel culture uh. and all this. Because like, if we don't say anything, we can never discuss anything yep. to talk anything out. Some of these things are are you know people been hurting from it for for years and it's deep. So yep. if they say X Y Z about something, don't cancel them because they said look. Blah, blah, blah yeah. You know, let's talk about it You ask them to talk about it yeah. Then you want to shut them down For, you know, saying I've had to deal with a body issue uh, Shaming or about something yep. for forever Or, you know, whatever And just and just shrug it, you know Because I've had things that I have to just shrug off Because I'm in an industry Sometimes you feel like if you say something You won't get to work there anymore uh, You know, it's all kind of like bullying in my industry oh, sure, It's subtle yeah. And if you say something if you they're like oh I, I can't believe you said that I said I said that because that's what you're doing yep. you're bullying me and trying to take my job from me because I said that you bully me and I'm saying it in a private conversation not like on blast and, and, and et, cetera, et cetera. anything could come up yeah and you feel like look I don't like the way I was treated um with this event um you know I wasn't given a dressing room and you told me to go here and it was no security and leave my things you know I'm, I'm making up some of these things yes yes, all these things can happen and then some artists young artists feel uh, you'll see them like like really mousy in a corner doing and I'm like sweetie what's wrong with you oh I don't have anywhere to put my whatever or with women uh girls it's my time of the month and I can't because they haven't given me a a space or nobody's told me where to go and I'm like sitting there like the backstage mother I'm like sweetie come in my dressing room with me let me go and try to sort this out I am a legend here they're gonna look after you and you've got like a number one record or whatever your records climbing the charts you should be taking care of better and these are different situations that yeah. happen in all kind of ways but they're afraid to speak because yeah. you know they need to work and they're trying to build their resume yeah. and and even like i said even, even older artists sometimes in some situations can can be put in things and 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 told don't say nothing because if you say something to him he's really caddy you won't work again and i'm like oh okay uh. you know so <laughs> Rise
1: Yeah So moving on to Something more positive What's next What's next On your journey Well I'm touring Yeah um,
2: Touring 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 um, yeah. Working with Live orchestras Working with other um, House artists And singers um, Working in my hometown uh, Doing like Some urban farming um, Projects for, for the neighborhood Because there's Food drought Going on everywhere So showing people How to grow their own produce So oh, that's nice. in my hometown of, In America Yeah so, you know, I've been given a grant and things to work with through the city, my and working with that with my mom and different things like that. Um, also, um, I've been booked to do one of the biggest um gay parties ever in November uh in Brussels. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Apparently I'll have 70 dancers on the stage and oh. they're gonna dress me spectacular, crowns and glitter, darling. Oh, so, so much um, glitter. Yes, yeah, so much and, glitter, and yeah. sparkles. I mean that's, that's Really good, and I, I and it's in Brussels. And I'm so glad that everything is opening up, where I'm able yeah. to do a big party of that substantial size, and where other people can work. You know, it will yes. be fully produced, so you have a full production on stage and La, La Demise I think, is what it's called. And um, so everybody gets to work, the audience gets to come. They say they expect twenty thousand people at least. So this is a really big thing. We're getting ready for it now, even though it's not until November, but it's such a big spectacular Yeah That I'm really 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 excited About that uh, What else am I doing Um Yeah Just trying to Stay positive Um You know Different events Come up here In London I'm in the capital Of music So I could be On a red carpet At any time Since we're getting Back to red carpets Doing some songwriting I'm in this month's Issue of DJ Magazine Right now uh Lucky 7 Where I pick 7 Critical songs That shape my life Or whatever yeah. I'm also in um, Another magazine Right now now, it's this February, March issue. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. I've got a single out right now called party out with a young group of guys from the UK called fun cartel. That's on iTunes. I'm also on a compilation called rediscovered where you rediscover eighties artists. Yes. And it's like, uh, quite a few artists on there. Myself, Sunita, Lee John, uh, Junior Gliscum, uh, um, Kiki D, um, Wang Chong, uh, everybody is doing a song that they really like. Um, I yeah, I, I did a cover of Michael Jackson's And the Jackson's um, Can you feel it Me and yes. Sunita and yes, yes 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 yeah, I've,
1: I've heard that It is brilliant It is so good It is so good It is so good Love it It's a brilliant Thank you What is your message For our listeners um, I
2: would I, I would I would just say uh, Believe in yourself Yeah um, Have faith in yourself Wherever it is That you are If it's in a bad situation Good situation Whatever situation it, it, it will change Everything will change There's a season for this there's a season for that Have faith You'll grow into it You'll grow out of it You'll evolve And keep moving on So when you get The opportunity To do something Don't let fear um, Shake You do it afraid Go grab it And get it You'll never know Where else it could lead So believe in yourself Because you are beautiful and, and you're worth it God don't make mistakes
1: ah, Love that So that is The beautiful And amazing Miss Kimazell The fourth runner Of house music Joining us on that show show. Miss Mizell, we thank you so much for your time and it's been an absolute honor chatting with you and looking forward to hearing and seeing you soon in South Africa.
2: I'm looking forward to coming to South Africa, <laughs> the first lady of house music coming back to the motherland. Yes. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Bye.